This is Indian Noir, India's number one horror, crime and dark fantasy storytelling podcast. Odeon Art 1 I did not warm up to Devi, even after the fat bully from school became my brother-in-law. It was impossible to like the man. In my school days, his demonic figure loomed large in my nightmares. And now he actively tormented my life, like a relentless fiend of misery and sorrow. Even the ambassador car we were driving in seemed to hate its unruly passenger, It complained and roared like a beast in labour. We were speeding along the highway at night, listening to All India Radio. Muhammad Rafi was singing about unrequited love. Ravi spoke over the songs. He told me he hated music. He could appreciate nothing beautiful. Not even his beautiful, loving wife. My sweet sister, Sita. On her weekend visits to our home, she would sit on the rocking chair in the veranda and recount horrifying tales, reveal bruises, and cry along with my parents till she fell asleep. What are you thinking about, you piece of shit? Rivi interrupted my thoughts. He never missed an opportunity to hurt my feelings and put me down. I did not respond to his rude question. Instead, I turned my attention to the road. Now, look at this, will you? Ravi continued. Here is a brother-in-law who drives his sister's husband to a brothel in Calcutta and even prays for it. (laughs) What a lucky bastard I am. Ravi strained to read my face in the darkness. The occasional goods truck which blinded us with its high beam, briefly revealed my disgust and my anger. He wanted to see me in pain, see my lips parted in disgust and my eyes brimming with tears. Ravi's reputation as a bully was first established when he announced at lunchtime, on his first day of school in fifth grade, that he hailed from a family of Odians, practitioners of black magic from villages in northern Kerala. It was believed that Odians could shapeshift into animals to enforce a hex cast on an enemy. Devi grabbed a handful of biryani, shoved it into his mouth and swallowed it like it was water. Then he pointed to his classmates, including poor little me, and said, I'm not like you boys. I'm special. My family is special. We are the practitioners of the darkest of dark arts. 
and it is in your best interest to keep me happy. He gobbled up another mouthful of the spicy dish and then continued. I expect the utmost respect from you lot. I want you to give me what I want when I want it. And if you don't comply, expect me at night as a bat or a wild buffalo or a black cat or a snake. I will manifest as your worst fear. And you will suffer at my taloned fingers and my hooves will dig into your flesh. I will look into your soul with my obsidian eyes. And you will go mad and never leave your home ever again. The mini assembly of listeners shivered in fear. And if you listened closely, you could hear their teeth chattering. And so began his reign of terror. If Revi asked you for your lunch, you gave it to him. If he wanted you to massage his leg, you dropped to your ass and started kneading the fat on his legs like your life depended on it. If Revi wanted you to steal smokes from your dad's cabinet, you made sure you delivered the goods in 24 hours. Because if you didn't, he would step on your throat and utter the mantra that imposed the hex on your soul. And that night would be the most terrifying night of your life. While I never experienced his black magic, I had heard of the stories. Poor Nishant from grade 7, who fell and broke his nose while he was running away from a giant vampire bat. Sunita from my math tuition class, bedridden for months after a buffalo with a human head, chased her through the fields behind the post office. And many, many more tales like that. What I experienced instead were severe beatings for looking at him the wrong way, being force-fed dried dog poop because I didn't let him copy my answers during a maths exam, having ink poured on my white uniform for, well, being me, the skinny, wimpy son of the local postmaster, whose only accomplishment was being the brother of the beautiful, accomplished Sita. As a grown man, I've refused to believe that the terrifying tales of midnight transformations attributed to Devi were true, because, you see, he didn't need the cover of the night to perpetrate evil. The bully who grew up to be a civil engineer and later married my sister was nothing more than a man. But he was an evil man. I met his family members who denied they practiced Odian witchcraft. Although, as some of my friends warned, they would never admit to engaging in such practices. In fact, there was a rumor going around that Devi always had an eye on my sister, who was three years his senior, and that he had something to do with the death of her first husband. Bijay was found dead in a ravine, a look of absolute terror etched on his face. The police and the locals speculated that he had encountered a wild animal, perhaps a leopard, which had chased him through the forest and off a cliff. The claw marks on his chest 
seem to give credence to this theory. An year later, Devi swooped in like a savior to whisk my sister away as his bride. Was Ravi capable of a crime like that? Hell yeah. But can he transform into a wild cat or a snake? This was the 20th century. Surely, fanciful stories like these have no place in a scientifically advanced era. And by God, I would not let a scary story stand in the way of murdering my nemesis. The ambassador responded to my skillful driving as I expertly navigated the portholes. I loved my car, for it was my constant companion. I suppose every cab driver adores his cab. It was my friend, my brother, and a patient listener. And now in a few moments, it would become my partner in crime. <laughs> 